Hi guys, I'm Karinsky23. I'm a former elementary school teacher turned performer, actress, and YouTuber and Twitch personality. And this podcast is going to be something that I'm very passionate about. It is about helping college students and students in general to learn valuable lessons that will help them through life and school. It's called 1001 Things Every College Student Needs to Know, and it's based off a book with the same title. I'm going to be reading tips from the book and then sharing my own advice and experience on them. And depending on how this goes, maybe we'll bring some other personalities on here who have some of their own advice about college. Today's episode is going to be going over advice number 250 from the book and sharing my experience with it. So if you like this podcast, please give it a review and let me know on YouTube or through Instagram at Karinsky, K-O-R-E-N-S-K-I underscore bird, B-Y-R-D. That's my Instagram. Let me know what you think. If you have any questions or advice, you can come to come to me on there as well and ask me through messages. All right, without further ado, let's begin. Today, the book we're going to be reading is 1001 Things Every College Student Needs to Know. If you are in college, or you are going to college, or you work with people who are in college, or you have a kid who's in college, or you're a kid who's one day going to go to college, this is some information that you need to know. According to this book, I'll be the judge of that. You can also be a judge of it as well. Let's read this book and see what we can learn from it. All right, things you need to know how to survive campus life. Number 250, you need to know that everyone is scared to death about fitting in. You're no different. Well, your hair is different. But outside of that, 250, I completely agree with you. Everyone else is scared to death about fitting in. And, you know, there was a time when I would say, no, I'm not afraid of fitting in. I didn't care about that in college. I kind of... By college, I was kind of over the whole middle school wannabe popular thing, and I just kind of did my own thing. And and in a lot of ways, that was true. You know, I, I didn't worry too much about people liking me or thinking I was cool or popular anymore. I just kind of did what I wanted. But also, I still wanted to have friends, and I still wanted to be liked, and I still cared what people thought about me more than I realized I did. Because there comes a certain time when certain people can start to say to themselves, I don't care what people think about me. They're not going to like me. They think I'm stupid. They think I'm weird. I'm used to that, and I'm over it, and I don't care anymore. I'm just going to do what I want. And, yes, that's true, and that's awesome. However, sometimes when you do that and you have that kind of attitude, it's also coming from a place of past pain of rejection when people didn't like you and hurt your feelings. And so you kind of bundled yourself up and built a wall and said, I don't want to be hurt anymore, so I don't care about you and I don't care about your feelings. And you built this wall of strength, but it also, this wall keeps out new experiences and it keeps out love and it keeps out other people, the bad and the good, because you can't build any wall. There's no magical substance in this world yet that lets in love but keeps out hate. If you build a wall to keep out hate, you're also building a wall to keep out love. Wow, this could be applied to some political things going on in our world today, couldn't it? 
You can't keep out the bad and the good with the same wall. All you can do is a better way instead is to allow. Allow people to be themselves and know that people are going to mess up and make mistakes. Some people are going to hurt you. Some people are going to judge you. That's okay. You can't do anything about that. But what you can do something about is how you feel about it. If you choose to build the wall so they can't hurt you anymore, well, that's all well and good, but you're not going to be able to let in the people who want to love you. And newsflash, the people who want to love you aren't perfect, and they're sometimes going to do and say things that hurt you without even trying. And sometimes they are going to try to hurt you because they're hurt themselves. And so the real thing that you need to realize in life is everybody wants the same thing. Even the evil people want the same thing, the the evil-seeming people. They all want love. It's just some people thought along the way someone trained them wrong and they thought power was love. Or if they have enough power, they'll get love. And that's why you see some people doing evil things because they believed wrong. But put that aside. We're just talking about the average people, not the big extremes of big evil people or anything like that. Just think about the average people at your school, at your college, in your workplace. The average person just wants to do a good job in life, to have love, to have relationships, to have fun, good experiences. It all relates to love, right? It's all wanting something good for yourself. That's what the average person wants. So when they say something mean to you, when they reject you, when they judge you, it's oftentimes a reflection of the own pain and rejection that they've experienced. They experience pain, rejection, and judgment. So out of trying to protect themselves and out of their own fear of being rejected, they're rejecting you. That's what happens when somebody is rejecting you. So you can choose to respond to that with love. You can choose to say, hey, I know this person deep down just wants to be loved and they're just rejecting me because of that. And you can respond to them with love. You don't have to be their best friend. You don't have to do anything. You just have to forgive them and let them be and accept that they are just trying to get love in the way they know how. And let live. And then move on. And don't let the things they say cause harm to you. Anything someone says to you only hurts you if you agree with it. If someone says you're ugly, it only hurts you if you, deep down, also have the thought that you're ugly. But if deep down you say, you know what, no, I am beautiful, I am love, I am a human, then you don't have to let that thought hurt you. And once you have that power, then you can go ahead and take your walls down and just be yourself without fear of anyone rejecting you because all you know, you know that anytime someone rejects you, it wasn't because of you, it was because of their own faulty way of trying to get love, and you don't have to believe anything they say that's negative about you. You just let it go. Once that wall's down, now you can let in the people who do love you for you. And then just go about and be whatever you want to be and be yourself and be the fullest, truest expression of who that is, and people will flock to you. Example of this, my good friend, Eddie Island. (laughs) I say my good friend. I've never met the guy, but I saw him on my brother's podcast, so my brothers met him. He is a cool dude, and people love him right now. He was on American Idol. He has a strong following of fans who love him. He's a musician. 
People love that he just bees himself. People love that he's just Eddie Island. He's a weird kind of eccentric dude who does things differently, wears clothes differently, speaks differently than the average person. And people love that about him because he's not afraid to be himself. When you are your truest expression of yourself, people love you. And what I said, I didn't try to get people to love me. Deep down, I wanted them to love me, and there was that wall. And in college, I was learning how to let those walls down and just be myself. So I was somewhere in between. And, you know, you're always going to be on that journey your whole life. But when I was in college, I, I just did what I wanted to. And some of the things I did were a little weird. Like, for example, I rode a scooter around campus because we weren't technically allowed to skateboard, and I didn't have a bike I didn't have the money or capacity of storing a bike. And I wanted to get to class faster because I'm always running late. And so I bought a scooter. They're only like 20 bucks at this time. Bought a scooter. I got to classes so much faster without breaking the rules. And no one else had a scooter on campus. Like I don't know why no one else thought of this. I think some people had scooters that they would ride on the weekends, maybe sometimes. But it wasn't really like a popular thing. It was just me. I just rode the scooter around campus. And then I also simultaneously purchased a bright yellow raincoat because I love the color yellow. I love bright things. And I don't like rain to get on me. And I like to be warm. So I would be riding around campus in this bright yellow raincoat on a scooter trying to get to class. And people thought it was weird and people thought it was funny. And soon I kind of grew like this reputation as like the scooter girl. And people would point me out and be like, oh my gosh, the scooter girl. Now, for some people, that kind of response would make them feel rejected because people are pointing them out as different. But when people point you out as different, you should always take it as a compliment. Because what they were saying is like, whoa, that's something like that I wouldn't do. That person is brave. That person is unique. That person has a different mindset than I do. That's interesting. Some people might have been like, oh, that's way dorky. I would never do that. Who cares? That's fine that they feel that way. What that means is in their own self, they have their own set of boundaries that they've created. In my opinion, creating that kind of boundary for yourself is limiting yourself when you could be with joining me with a scooter getting to class faster. It was fun too. But a lot of people really admired me for it and thought I was like funny, unique, and interesting. And it definitely, when people, when I went met new people, it was definitely like a talking point. We had something to talk about because they were like, oh, you're that scooter girl. That's awesome. A lot of people thought it was like really fun and unique. And it made people want to know more about me. So all that to say is that whatever weird, unique thing you do, There will be some people, yeah, who think it's weird and are a little shy about that, but that has to do with them. But there will be many more people who will admire you for just being yourself and you'll grab, you'll get attention. You'll grab people's attention. And that is the most valuable thing we can have in this world is the attention of others. Because when you are seen, when you are, even if you're not fully understood, but if you're seen, that's when you really feel like you're somebody. At least that's how I feel. I'm a performer. I love to sing and act and dance. So I love to be seen. And it's not a egocentric thing, although it can be. But for me, it's not. I try not to let the ego come too, 
control of that area. It's more about just I want my creativity to be seen and to be used for something that gives people entertainment. I love when I do something that makes people laugh because laughter is medicine. Laughter is joy. Laughter is positive energy. I love when I'm the person who goes around. They may never know my name, but I'm the scooter girl and I made them laugh and I gave them something interesting to see. It's always fun to have something to laugh at, to admire. Those are all good, positive things. And if I can bring that to the world, then that's great. And that's what you do when you just do the things that are, that are weird. Anything weird, basically, is just doing anything that's different than the norm. Now think about if no one ever did anything different than the norm and nothing was weird, we would never have any new inventions. We would still be riding horses to get around instead of driving in cars because someone like Henry Ford didn't come up and decide to do something weird, to do something different. It only seems weird when no one else has tried it yet. The first person trying to fly a plane, that seems weird. What are those boys over there in the yard doing trying to build this flying craft? They're weird. They're the Wright brothers. They created aircraft as we know it. We now honor and revere their name. Unless you are willing to be weird and stand out, you will never be able to do something different that impacts the world. Because when we just do the same thing, you're going to get the same results. Dare to be different. Dare to be weird. It's not going to be weird any longer once it catches on. And if it never catches on, we're still going to admire you for just being you. Your own unique self. Alright, so that was lesson 250. You need to know that everyone is scared to death about fitting in. You're no different. Well, your hair is different. But outside of that, You have different things about you, but we all have the same thing in common, that we all want to be loved, we all want to fit in, we all want a friendship group. We don't have to fit in with everybody. Truth is, we can't. And even if we could, we don't want to. We just want a small group of friends who love us and accept us for who we are, who have a few things in common with us. They don't don't have to have everything. We don't have to have everything in common with our best friend, but just a few things in common that we can relate to and enjoy together. That's all that we need. And everyone else wants that too. We're all the same. And that's beautiful. We all have similarities and differences. That's what makes the world a unique place. That was number 250. If you want to learn all 1001, we'll go over some more. And if you like this episode, then let me know. And we'll go over some more of these things um, in future episodes. But if you want to read them all yourself in a much faster way then go to your local library, something that I just discovered today. A library is this place where they have all these books and you can check them out for free just by being a human citizen of the world in the city that you're in that has the library. 1001 Things Every College Student Needs to Know. Harry H. Harrison Jr. wrote this. And um, yeah, see there, I got it from the library. It was free. I have to give it back after a certain time, but the knowledge remains. Free knowledge, you guys. Library. It's hidden, hidden secret right there. 